You're listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your holy written word. It is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. Thank you for your health care plan that we're going to get into this morning, Father. We thank you for this wonderful service, Lord, that as we've been here, we know the more we're in your presence, the more that we change. You take us from glory unto glory, from strength to strength, we pray in Jesus' name. Well, in, in just the remainder of the time, I just want to, uh, I want you to turn to the book of James, chapter 5. This is going to be our last service on this, so you pick the right one. Hallelujah. But we've dealt with a lot of things. The first Sunday we dealt with... Um, God's will to heal, because that's the big question. Is it God's will to heal? And, uh, you know, you get around people, and you listen to how they pray in the church, and they say, oh, God, if it be thy will, heal sister, heal brother, you know. And uh, shouldn't you know the will of God before you pray? Just a thought. Faith, actually, without faith, you can't receive anything from the Lord. Are you with me? And faith begins where God's will is known. You can't believe that God's going to heal someone if you don't even know he's going to do it. So to know what God's will is, you need to know where sickness and disease comes from and the origins. So we talked a lot about God's will to heal and where it's found in the word of God, how it's a part of our covenant. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, Jesus took stripes so that we could be healed. We talked about how sickness and disease is a form of, of, of oppression from the enemy. Amen. In Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing those oppressed of the devil. He wasn't healing those oppressed by God. He was healing those oppressed by the devil because God was with him. Amen. Uh, we talked about how it's God's will to heal because uh, there was healing in the old covenant. And uh, we're under a better covenant based off better promises. So we went through all of these things. And I'd encourage you to go on Spotify or Google Podcasts or wherever you can get podcasts. Search Life of Revival and you'll find the replays. Amen. Now, again, I'm talking to you as someone who's, who's been through things health-wise as far as the Lord healed me of cancer when I was at the age of 15. I'm not someone who's just lived my life and never been attacked. Amen. Um, even this year, went through some things that I'm not going to get into. Just basically tore an artery, which can cause some unfun things to deal with. Amen. And it was all from the enemy. Amen. But I always understand this, that we call this thing the two-pronged attack of the enemy. A lot of times the devil would love to attack your body and then convince you that it's God's will for you to have it. Because how can you get delivered from something that you think God wants you to have? Are you with me? Amen. So you've got to know that this thing that the enemy's been attacking you with, that there's, there's freedom. Amen. There's freedom. Amen. And the Lord can help you. So actually, we're going to talk today about how to receive healing, amen, and how to walk in healing. So once again, God's health care plan in the book of James chapter 5 and verse 14, amen. Uh, it says in the prayer of faith, everyone say the prayer of faith. It says the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Now, of course, the whole passage talks about if there's any sick among you, call forth the elders of the church, anoint their head with oil. And, uh, you know, that's something we can do as well, but the Bible says it's the prayer of faith. It says in verse 14, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Now, when the Bible says something shall happen, you can take it to the bank. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. 
The Bible says all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It doesn't say all who call upon the name of the Lord might be saved. If it's in God's will, then they'll be saved. No, if all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, and we know that as absolute fact, we're not even going to argue about that. Well, James 5 and verse 14, in the prayer of faith, shall save the sick. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Is that true? Yes. Then the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Yes. So why do we question? Amen. Why is it even a question? Why is it an argument? I mean, seriously, why do I have to argue with these egg-headed theologians? They have so many degrees, they look like a thermometer. Had to go to a seminary, cemetery to learn how to be an idiot. Are you with me? Amen. Okay, just a thought. You, know, you don't have to think like that. I'm just trying to tell you how I feel. Amen. Hallelujah. So in the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Everyone say the Lord. Lord. Who's the Lord? Jesus. Jesus. Is he the same yesterday, today, forever? He He changes not. I am the Lord, I change not. Did Jesus heal all who came to him in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Okay, so it's the same Lord, Jesus. And the Lord shall raise him up. And then it says, and if they've committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So, you know, we know that sin can open the door, but it says if he's committed sins. So, you know, that also means you can be sick, diseased, or have an affliction in your body, and it's not because you did something wrong. Are you with me? Amen. Old school Pentecost, which, you know, they had a lot of good qualities. For one, they'd pray you through. Old school, you know what I mean? Early Pentecostals. They'd pray you through. You wouldn't leave, you know, the same way. But at the same time, a lot of them believe, well, you did something wrong. What'd you do? You know what I mean? And that's wrong. And, and in fact, if you did do something wrong, I don't care. It's none of my business. Because this covers us. If he's committed sins, they'll be forgiven. Hey, just get the full package. Get forgiven. Get healed. So I says, well, what did they do? None of your business. Why are you so inquisitive? Let's just deal with both of it. Is this helping anyone already? Glory to God. I'm, just, I'm trying to give you a faith injection. Amen. <laughs> you know, who knows? They're trying to get a vaccine for this thing. Well, I'm, I'm trying to inoculate you. I'm trying to give you an injection this morning of faith. Amen? Because yes. faith is going to carry you through. Amen. Faith, faith is going to cause you to make it. Amen? Okay, so we're talking about receiving healing. Whether you need healing for yourself or someone close to you uh, needs a touch from God, there are biblical ways for you to walk in divine health. First, understand that healing has already been made available. Amen. This is not something we're trying to get and pull down from heaven. We're not trying to put God's arm behind his back and try to get him to do something. And we're not wrestling. And this is something that's already available. Is salvation already available? What do we do? We receive it by faith. Amen. Oh, Lord, send a wave of your healing power. It's already there. You just got to receive it. Okay. So understand first, it's something that's available. It's the children's bread. Hello, we dealt with this. Glory to God. It's not about getting a healing. It's about receiving what's already been made available. Hello. Mark 11 and verse 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you've received it and you shall have it. Everyone say receive. Jesus said, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you've received it, and then you shall have it. Now, this is what got me the breakthrough with cancer. Now, I was only 15 years old, and I grew up in, in churches. I, I went to several different types of churches, and uh, I knew I was called to the Lord at a young age, and I was always listening to ministers and men of God and pastors and those educated in the Word, and I wanted to hear what they had to say. 
And so I, I was listening to one preacher, and he said, God no longer heals in the, the age of signs and wonders is done away with, and God no longer moves. Which to me, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but okay. Because uh, I think, you know, in my mind, I just think, if they needed the Holy Ghost and the power of God 2,000 years ago to communicate the gospel, Paul said, I fully preach the gospel in signs and wonders and miracles. How much more in the year 2020 do we need a wave of signs and wonders and miracles? Amen. Yeah, that's just how I think. I'm sorry. Maybe I should get a full lobotomy and I could be on the same page. So, so anyway, you know, one guy says he no longer heals. The other one says, well, he heals, but only sometimes in his sovereign will. And then you can't know what his will is, so you just have to pray, O oh Lord, if it be thy will. So one, he doesn't heal. One, he heals sometimes. The other one says, oh, he'll heal everybody. You just got to come to him. You know? And then, now I'm confused. And then I realize later, you can line nine of us preachers up. We'll all say something different on the same scripture. You know what I mean? Amen. So I was so frustrated at a young age. This was before I was diagnosed with cancer. I was like 14. I was so frustrated. I was sitting there with my Bible. And I, I remember it was the first time the Lord spoke to me because I prayed. I said, God, which is it? You have one preacher saying one thing. You have another preacher saying another thing. The third preacher says the third thing. I said, but then I read your Bible. I read you healed everyone who came to you. And I'm reading all these things that I can receive anything I ask for in prayer. I said, Lord, which is it? And you know what? The, it was one of the first times the Lord ever spoke to me. He said, son, just forget about everything that you've been taught. Forget about everything that you think you know. And he said, just read my word and let my spirit teach you. Amen. Yes. Amen. Well, when, I, when he said that, it wasn't audible, but it was, I knew it was the Lord speaking to me. It was one of the first times. So I did that. I flushed every, you know, because there's a certain denomination I wanted to be involved with. And I just, I just flushed everything that I thought I knew. I flushed that moment, everything that I'd been taught, and I started fresh. Sometimes it's good to do that. Amen. I mean, I don't care what your denominational underwear says. Amen. I mean, sometimes you just need to start fresh and, and read the Bible over like it's your very first time reading it. And don't read it through a Baptist lens or a Presbyterian lens or assemblies of, oh my gosh, you know, assemblies of, of, of God lens and assemblies of whatever. You just need to read the Word of God. Are you with me? Just read the Word. So I did that. I just flushed it. And, and I, I started from Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I went all the way until I got to the book of 1 John. It says, you need not any man teach you, but the same anointing teaches you all things. And at the age of 14, I, I determined from just reading that, that Jesus heals. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost, because the next year I was diagnosed with stage 2 Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. You know, so you got, you got to be sensitive. Be, stay in the Word of God. Don't just get in the Word of God when you need a miracle. Stay in the Word of God because the Lord will keep you ahead of the curve. The Lord will keep you one step ahead. So I remember the day I was diagnosed, I wasn't even concerned one bit. I said, well, the Lord will heal me, you know. And, uh, and I, was, I was like told that's where my faith was. And, and my parents, they weren't there yet, you know. But they did pray with me and, you know, and it was just is what it was. And the church I was going to, they didn't believe that way. But I'm just a teenager and I just believe the Lord. So, you know, nonetheless, I get diagnosed and I have tumors in my neck and chest and they put a port in my chest and they want to start the chemo and they did and they start the radiation, all that stuff. I mean, I went through the whole thing, you know. Um, the only thing I did pray that I wouldn't lose my eyebrows and I didn't lose my eyebrows. I lost the hair. Amen. But that wasn't the only part of the testimony. Amen. I went through about one treatment and, you know, and it takes four months. Then you assess where you are and keep going, you know, whatever. And uh, I started one treatment, and then I'm sitting every day 
you know, then the side effects kick in, and it was a whole thing. And every day I, I, every day I would do this. I would wrap myself up in a blanket. I would pretend that was God wrapping me in his presence, because John, I was in the spirit in the Lord's day, I was wrapped in his presence. And then I would sing, worship, and I would read the Bible. And one day, I read Mark 11, 23 through 24. I didn't know who Hagen was. I mean, some of you know who, his ministry, and he preached the thing and related it to healing. I didn't know who that was until a decade later. But, but anyway, I, I read, Therefore I say to you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you've received it, and you shall have it. So what I did, sitting in my bed with a blanket wrapped around me, I, and it was a Friday, and I closed my eyes with my Bible open. I said, God... I ask you that you would heal me of this cancer. I speak to the tumors. I tell you to go. And Father, I believe I received it in Jesus' name. Amen. And then just with every ounce of faith that I felt like I had, you know, uh, just takes a mustard seed. Doesn't take great faith. Mustard seed. I just mm, believed I received it. And that settled it. And after that, I just started thanking him. I said, thank you, Lord, I'm healed. Now, I could go feel, and I wasn't, uh, they were still there. Faith doesn't deny the facts, but faith doesn't look to the greater fact of the word of God. Faith, truth supersedes fact, and the truth is, now I'm healed. Fact is, I still had tumors. Amen. But the truth was, I'm healed now. Amen. So I go to church that Sunday, and this church, they didn't necessarily believe like we believe. However, the, the pastor at that time he saw some healing miracles, and I think he was having fun seeing them, so he was praying for the sick, you know. And uh, so at the very end of the service when everyone was gone, because you can't do it in front of people, you know, but everyone was gone, he said, uh, Zach, I want you to come with me. So I go with him. My mom was gone this day. I still found a ride to church. Couldn't keep me out of church when I was a teenager, you know. And so anyway, I, I, I'm there. Now I feel awkward because I'm like, you know, there, and the elders are there, and they're all standing over me. And then they read the scripture in James. Is there any sick among you? Call forth the elders of the church. Anoint their head with oil. The prayer of faith will save the sick. And, uh, and then, I, you know, again, if he's committed sins, be forgiven. So there, there's not a roadblock here, guys. If you committed sin, it'll be forgiven. Then, you know, healing's there too. So they anointed my head with oil. And they prayed the prayer of faith. And uh, I felt nothing. <laughs> I didn't feel anything when I prayed on my bed. I didn't feel anything when they anointed me with oil. We like the feelings, don't we? Yes. I mean, I like the tinglys. You know, the Holy Ghost, you know, touches you. Sometimes you, you know, I felt fire in my hands. You know, we, but we don't go by feelings. Thank God they can be there and manifest sometimes. But I didn't feel anything. In fact, if you would have checked my neck, I still had tumors. But I was rejoicing because I believe that I received my healing. And so Monday, I was scheduled for a PET scan. If you know what that is, it's a two-hour scan, and you can't move. You have to go like this for two hours. And I fell asleep watching A Bug's Life, so thank goodness they strapped me down. <laughs> Amen. In the Children's Hospital, Nationwide Children's Hospital, in the year 2006, uh, they, they strapped me in. They, they do a full scan, put me in, put me out. I go home. That was it. And uh, my mom gets a call on Wednesday, the doctor. And she sounds a little nervous. They said... Uh, there is no tumors, and we see no trace of cancer in his body whatsoever. Like nervous, like, did we just misdiagnose this kid? <laughs> before scan, after scan. Before 
tumors after no trace, no record of it. In fact, today they do a full report. You know, when I got in a car accident, they did a full report of every organ, everything. They, they went over me with a fine tooth comb. They said, uh, and this was in Tampa in a different hospital, they said he says that he had cancers, cancer's record shows he had chemo. There's no trace he had cancer. There's no trace that he had chemo. He, in fact, all my organs were pristine, 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 pristine. There was no damage from the cancer and no damage from the chemotherapy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Well, then after that, I knew if God did that for me, he is no respecter of persons. Now, I only told that because I wanted to get the point. Therefore, I say to you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe you've received it, and then you shall have it. So sometimes there's that time that we have to maybe endure, because, but the Bible says in Galatians, be, or, or maybe it's Corinthians, but it says, be, be imitators of those, yeah, 2 Corinthians, be imitators of those who through their faith and patience obtain the promise of God. Through their faith, I received it, patience, then the promise, I have it. Sometimes there's some time, you believe you've received it, and then you shall have it. Is this helping anyone? Okay, we're not going to take long here. I just, want to, I just want to get this in your spirit. Now, Romans 8 and verse 11, it says, But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. So where does sickness and disease or pain, where is it? It's in your body. But look at this. It's your body that gets attacked. It's your body that gets afflicted. In the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead. Now, what is sickness and disease? We've talked about it a few Sundays ago. It's actually death. It's death working. In the Garden of Eden, at what day did God create sickness and disease? He didn't. It was after the fall, sickness and disease came in through death. Sin entered the world. Death came with it. Amen. You know, the Bible talks about in Proverbs that the spirit of man will sustain him in his infirmity. Where does the Holy Spirit live? The Holy Spirit, he lives in your spirit. The Bible says the spirit of man will sustain him in his infirmity. You, you go read in the book of Acts. Paul walks into the city. He preaches the gospel. They stone him. In fact, it could have been the death, but they stone Paul. You go over to Israel. You see the rocks that are laying around there. there there's no little pebbles. They're big rocks. You get stoned there. It's not like the stone you get in Colorado. So <laughs> Paul was stoned, and they drag him out. The, the people do. They drag him and leave him for dead outside the city. But oh, something was happening while Paul was laying there, bloodied, possibly dead. I mean, you get hit by a rock, you get brain damaged, you know, the whole thing. And he's laying there, but then the believers gather around him and they begin to pray. They didn't do this for Stephen, but they did this for Paul. They gathered around Paul. They begin to pray. Something begin to happen when Paul gets back up. And he walks back into the city. <laughs> Amen. Come on. That is, that is the Holy Ghost. And you don't have a lesser Holy Spirit. There's no Holy Ghost Junior. There's no training wheels here. <laughs> the same one. The same Holy Ghost who was with Peter, James, and John. He lives in you. Amen. 
It's time to allow him to rise up big on the inside of you. In fact, the same spirit who rose Christ from the grave lives in you. And the Bible says in Romans, he will quicken you. You're being quickened right now, whether you realize it or not. You're being quickened by the power of the Holy Ghost. 1 Peter 2 and verse 24, it says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Jesus took stripes. Where? On his body. Why? So that you could be healed. Where? In your body. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Those stripes were not in vain. They were for your healing. Amen. So it's about receiving healing. It's not about, oh, if we can just get God to do something. He's done everything he's going to do. He's made it available. It's the children's bread. It's up to us to come and by faith receive what's already been made available, what's already been given. Are you with me? Is this helping you? Hallelujah. So here are some ways that God heals. We went through some of these on Sunday and Wednesday. We went through these, but I just put these in your notes and to recap, here's some biblical ways that God will heal. So maybe you're believing God for a miracle in your body. Let me go through a few ways. God in his mercy didn't just provide one way to be healed. He provided many ways. Amen. Isn't that so good? It's almost like pick one and win a prize. But really, it's, it's multiple ways that he's provided. There's not just, this is the way, this is the only way. And read my book. And then for your love offering of 1999, you know. <laughs> You can't buy a miracle, but you can get one by faith. Okay. So here are some ways. Number one, we went through this. Attentive study of the word of God. That's in Proverbs 4 and verse 20 through 22, where it says, attend to my word and incline your ears unto my saying. My word is life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. The, the, you know, that's why the devil fights to keep us out of the Bible. Who knows that? Who, who knows the devil fights you every time you try to pray or read the word? I mean, you're like, okay, I'm going to read it today. And the moment you go to read it, your phone goes off. I mean, every Yahoo on Facebook is messaging you. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it's crazy town. You know what I mean? Ferret starts manifesting. No. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. No, but who knows that? Because the Bible says that his word is health to all of our flesh. In fact, that word health, and again, get last week's bulletin, but that word health is the word medicine. I mean, if you've ever been on medicine, you need to take it exactly as it's prescribed. You don't, you take it the way it tells you to take it. Amen? And so the Word of God is medicine to our flesh. So you might take medicine in the morning, in the night, or before you go to bed, or when you wake up. It might say, take this four times throughout the day. Amen? Take it as you need it. Amen? Who knows what I'm talking about? That's medicine. Well, the Bible says His Word is medicine to all our flesh. So I don't care what you're dealing with. If it's the, the eyes, if, you know... If it's the ears. So I'll say this. Whatever you're dealing with, whether it is sickness or disease or, or whether it's a financial situation or a depression, whatever it is, get the word of God involved in your life because the word has the power to run the devil out and bring Jesus in. Amen. So in my name, they'll cast out devils. They shall speak in new tongues. It says, and they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Amen. So, you know, hallelujah. And it says, and they shall, they shall lay their hands on the sick, and what? They shall recover. 
Okay, number two, pray to the Father. So it says, how do I pray? You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. You're praying to the one on the throne. You're going boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy now in your time of need. Come on. You, you, you don't want to just rattle some little pathetic thing off. You know, if your prayer can't move the air around you, you know what I mean? It might, it's probably not going to move the Lord. It's the fervent prayer of the righteous man that makes much power available. It's the prayer of faith. So you go to the Lord. You're going to the one on the throne. Amen. You're going to the Jehovah Rapha. You are going to the God who heals. And so you go to him, to your father, your heavenly father. He said, all have come to me. I will in no wise cast out. You go to him boldly and you come to him the Father in the name of Jesus, because Jesus said in that day, you'll ask me nothing. You'll go to the Father and whatever you ask in my name, he'll do it. He'll give it to you. I even wrote out a prayer here that you can take and you can, you can modify it. Amen to, to you. And, but this is just like an example of how you, I would pray for myself. Father, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. You said in your word that you forgive all my sin. You heal all my diseases. So, Father, I ask you now in the name of Jesus for complete healing in my physical body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. You said in your word that by the stripes that Jesus board. I am healed and I receive healing now, right now in Jesus' name. We would love for you to join us at the River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www.therivercoshocton.com. You can also follow us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash therivercoshocton. Hey, this is Pastor Zachary Weber. Thank you so much for listening to the broadcast this morning. I pray it blessed you in some way. Just before we go off the air, I have a very important question to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? You know, the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible says that the wages of those sins is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you're a whosoever. So I want to pray this quick prayer over you. Father, bless every person listening with a long and a healthy life. Jesus, make yourself real to them and do a work in their heart. And if they have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they would do so right now. Friend, as you're listening, if you want to make a decision for Jesus Christ today and receive the gift that God has for you, the free gift of salvation, I want you to pray this quick prayer with me with your heart and your lips out loud. Just say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me and set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. Come into my heart right now. Now just declare this, say, I am saved. I'm forgiven and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. 
Amen. Now, Father, I pray over every single person who prayed that prayer. Seal them now by your blood and by your spirit, that on that day let not one person be missing. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer this morning, I want you to get a hold of us and let us know. You can go to therivercashockton.com under the contact section. You can let us know that you prayed that prayer. It's so important that you tell people that you made a decision for Jesus today. It's also important to get involved in a local church. You can join us this morning at The River Church. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We're located at 51 Pine Street right here in Coshocton, Ohio. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week, 8.30 a.m., right here on Life of Revival. God bless you.